What's up, guys? Welcome back to No Easy Buckets, man. Finally, finally back here. Uh, this is Jacob. Um, back with Blake, our old friend. How's it going, man? It's going good, dude. No, no Easy Buckets back in the saddle. Let's do it. Yeah, it's ready to go. It's, it's free agency season. I've uh, been doing some other projects and everything, but this is the perfect time to bring it back and and hopefully uh, continue to do a lot of stuff with uh, with this with this channel and everything. But uh, but yeah, man, you're uh, I'm still I'm still in the Bay Area. You're still in Memphis. Uh, free agency's kind of gone the opposite direction for each of those teams. Uh, the Warriors, <laughs> Grizzlies. Uh, you know, I mean, it wasn't expected to to be <laughs> to be even or anything like that, but pretty pretty opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, but we won't start there. We'll start with uh, we'll start with the King, our Lord and Savior, as Gary Perry says, our Lord and Savior, LeBron James. <laughs> um, all yeah, all hell, LeBron. All hell to the King. All hell to the King. And uh, so LeBron, that was the that was that's the stuff. I mean, it happened. Uh, was it Sunday night? I believe uh, Sunday afternoon. Um, so like the day after, I guess it was like within the first twenty four hours of the free agency period. Um, he decides to uh, – he didn't He didn't draw it out. He decides to sign with the Lakers. Um, actually did a long-term deal, four years, 154. Um, but, dude, I was uh, I was in the – of course, I've been on Twitter ever since, like, free agency started, like, Saturday night. I've been on Twitter watching the live streams of different things, like, on Twitter all the time. You know, got, I got Woj and Shams on, like, tweet notifications. So they send it straight to my phone every time they tweet all over it. And of course I find out about this signing while I'm on the treadmill at the gym, watching ESPN on the little TV. <laughs> it scrolls to the bottom. So, and I'm just like, wait a second, did I just see that? So I clearly stopped the workout and, and, and got on the phone, you know, that's can't continue after that. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of great. I, it's like it, I knew it was going to happen or likely to happen, but still it was crazy to actually see, it be official, you know, man, it's it, what's crazy to me is that I think we've known that he was going to go to the Lakers or it was a very strong possibility that he was going to go to the Lakers for about a year now. And yet the way he does it, the amount that he like signed for the years, everything, he still surprises you. There's, <laughs> there's a couple things that that's like are automatically right off the bat crazy. Yeah. To me, the length of time, the, the length of time that he signed for, and committing without a second superstar, like that's not LeBron. That's not what we've seen. So I think, I think we're seeing a maybe, maybe a transitioning of the guard. What do you, What do you yeah. think? I I think, uh, and I've heard this put, you know, stated a couple different times, but I think it's. I think he's accepting a new chapter of his career. I think he really wanted to win the title in Cleveland, and obviously he wanted to win multiple ones. And I think he thought that was his best place to do it. And, you know, he had the player option that he opted in last year. Or no, no, it was a two-year with a one-year. Okay, yeah, so um, he opted out this year. I think what now – he's seen what's going on with Golden State, you know, four years in a row. You know, four. You know, he 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 gets the win in 2016, and then two you know back to back losses here in 17 and 18. And I think you he kind of is like, all right, I'm 33. This is the next chapter of my career. There's a lot of things outside of basketball I want to do. I still want to compete for championships, but 
I, I want to kind of, you know, experience something different. And, you know, he's a big Magic Johnson guy. I think he really is in it for the long term. I, I, I don't see him leaving the uh, Lakers uh, ever. I, I would say he probably plays out this four-year deal, and if he's still viable and wants to play again, he just signs another one. So I think it's kind of like you said, it's a new guard. It's he's committing long term, which is the first time he's done that in basically his career because he was with the Cavs yeah. as long as he could because he was a you know, free agent. He was drafted, restricted free agency. Then he uh, left for Miami and was a short term, you know, four years there. Then he uh, goes to Cleveland and does one one plus ones the whole time. So this is the first like long term deal he signed in a while. Yeah, it's just like, hey man, maybe maybe I am mortal, you know. Maybe I, <laughs> maybe I'm I'm still the greatest player ever, but you know, yeah, I can't do it with scrubs anymore. I mean, if you think about it, he had a good prime. His prime lasted a lot longer than most people's NBA careers lasted. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I would still say he's out of his prime, but he had a good he had a good eight years with with Miami and now Cleveland Cleveland for the last four. Or so, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> His prime was would be, you know, yeah. anybody would love that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I mean he's still. And the thing is, it's like, yeah, he's he's in the tw- the the last half. Or, I mean, who knows with him? But yeah, he's he's like ending his prime, going into kind of the twilight. But he's not. It's not like he's declining that much. It's just like obviously, you know, this happens with age. And I mean, I mean, honestly, Cleveland was the best place for him with Kyrie, and you know, he had love there. I mean, if Kyrie doesn't leave this year I mean that obviously they lost in five last year and it wasn't super close but I still think that's the best chance at beating Golden State it's not like he could have forced his way into any other situation outside of Cleveland and done any better so I mean I think he made right calls there I think his supporting cast like you said it obviously deteriorated there and I think you saw some of his like quote-unquote LeBron GM moves kind of backfire on him yeah he got his buddies paid he got Tristan paid he got JR paid he got Corver paid and, and you know some other guys scattered in there but I think you know I, I actually do and as weird as these signings are that the Lakers have made which we'll go into I do think it's Magic Johnson running the ship and I think that's kind of what he wants is like Magic and Palinka and the the Lakers for an all I think he wants to let them build the team around him that he thinks is that they think is best I don't think he's going to be yeah. necessarily for because if if he was if he would have walked in there and said I'm signing here I want to win a championship next year you know let's make it happen they would have already traded for Kawhi it would have already happened hundred percent so yeah. I don't think he's I think, doing- well no think about it like this dude if if he if he had walked in there and said hey man I'm I'm doing this like let's go we're going to keep your foot on the gas we're rolling. Uh, I, I mean, I think that at this point in his career, and I mean, we can talk about the one years they've, they've signed. They've signed how many? They signed Lance to a one year. They signed KCP to a one year. They signed uh, JaVale McGee to a one year. I think what they're doing this year, and I think LeBron has already accepted it, and I think that we're going to see him not play as hard as he normally would, is just like, hey, man, let's take this year. There's not that many good free agents out there to go get outside of Paul George, Paul George stayed with the Thunder. Let's, let's take it back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think I think you're right. And, um, you know, a lot of people were, you know, it's like, oh, LeBron wants to bring in these veteran guys and all this other stuff. Look, LeBron, he's made some questionable personnel decisions, but he's not in there telling those guys that we need Lance Stevenson, Rondo, and JaVale McGee to win a championship. They're signing these guys because they're low – like, they're low-budget – they are guys that are willing to sign one years. A lot of these younger guys aren't willing to do proven deals yet. You know, a lot of times, I mean, like one that they probably should have gone after. I mean, reports where they wouldn't sign him, whatever it is, like that's probably a chance you should have taken. But most of these guys are guys that can come in. You won't have to bring them along very much. They'll play their one year, go get their next contract next year from another team. And you can be done with them and clear that space for guys in free agency. And, the, the whole, like, the Kawhi point that I made, like, I think they would have already traded for him if LeBron was beating that drum. Because, obviously, you have to acquire somebody like that if you want to compete at the highest level in the West. But, you know, I've, I've, I've been a fan of teaming him up with Kawhi right now. But if, if he's committing long-term and they've got a vision for the next four to five years, I don't hate the strategy of retaining Ingram, retaining Kuzma, and, and Ball even – uh, and keeping those guys under contract, you've got them for the next, you know, four, five, six years with their restricted free agency, and then acquiring a, a one or two stars with the cap space you have in the next couple of years. I think that's probably the best way to go if you want to build a long-term contender, uh, you know, to, to, to challenge um, Golden State or who, whomever arises, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it too, though, like I, I don't think there's a way unless – you talking about the everything boils down to beating the Warriors. I don't think there's a way to keep those four guys. We're not going to talk. I mean, we can get into the DeMarcus Cousins piece, but he, he won't be there long term. But if you think about the guys on their team, Curry's a max guy. Kevin Durant, he's a max guy. I don't think Clay is a max guy as far as he's near max. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I guess we could talk about that too. But even there's there's no way that if you pay like if you if you pay thirty five and thirty five to two two of your guys, that's seventy million. I mean, there's not a lot to work with at that point. So I think the Warriors, as you see them right now, are one maybe two years away from being, you know, mortal again, uh, for lack of a better word. But I think LeBron sees the writing on the wall. It's, I mean, it's the West too. So to compete in the West, you, it's not like, you know, hey, I can add one person and we're, and we're you know, a top three seed in the, the, the East like they were the last couple of years. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I mean, as far as Thompson goes, I think he's going to get a max contract or he's worthy of a max contract. I, if he decides to stay with Golden State, though, I think you're right, is he won't be offered a max or what he Absolutely. could what his like ceiling is of a max contract, you know, like what Curry yeah. got, something like that. I mean, look, Thompson's a guy who's made some all NBA teams. He's a you know consistent All Star. He's got the accolades, like so he's going to qualify for that, you know, level of a. Yeah, of a oh yeah. But he's not, you know. I think like will, that's will what somebody saying like is it Draymond or is it Clay? Who's going to be the one yeah. that doesn't get to the next contract with Golden State? And I think that's what. If Clay is off after this season, and is that's a guy who's been rumored for the Warriors, I'd love to see. I mean, for the Lakers. So, you know, if that's a guy that you can go out in and after a season of LeBron and, and obtain him, I mean, that's 
that's what, that's a good, that's a good, you know, avenue. Dude, I would, I would love Clay Thompson playing with LeBron James. If it's, if it's one thing that LeBron thrives with is, is, you know, spot up shooters and arguably one of the top five to seven best spot up shooters right now in the game, in my opinion. Um, so, I mean, I mean, he's, I, he's, I he's an I elite Hall of Famer, so he's, yeah. he's but, the guy so, you want to play with. It, yeah, so so going back to my previous statement, he's he's not a max guy on the Warriors. Will somebody pay him the max? Yeah, Devin Booker just got a max deal. So, I mean, if you think about it, he he will get a max. Will will it be with the Warriors? Absolutely not. I don't think that if it's if it's Clay versus Draymond, and we're kind of getting off on a tangent, but if if it's Clay versus Draymond, I think they go Draymond every day. Yeah, and there's also another – yeah, we don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole, but there's also another scenario where um, – I mean, look, Curry and Clay, those are – I mean, from even living out here, Curry, Clay, and Draymond, those are the players for this city. Like, those people are – you know, as much as those fans annoy me sometimes, you know, they're, they're good fans. And, you know, they've been through – I mean, they earned this. Like, it's not like it's, you know, a false championship run or anything like that. Those three guys are their core guys. You could even throw Iguodala in there over Durant. And I think that you're going to see either Durant opt out next year or you're going to see them, you know, pony up and pay Clay similar to what they did Curry and then basically force Kevin out, force Katie out, which I think he may do that on his own. But I think it's going to – that's going to be the evolution of it. I think you're going to have Curry and Thompson. I don't know about if they're going to – depending on what they do with Green because he's, he's – I think his career is going to take a – downhill turn you know he's gonna go down here a little bit faster than the other two guys just because of his he's already seen a decline in offense so we'll see if they if they decide to offer him some type of you know lower than the mag we'll see what he wants to do but I think you could see Durant being the odd man out he's even been rumored for the Lakers you know after next season because he could opt out <laughs> or one of the New York teams but I don't know I mean it's I think the team like I think they've got another probably two years of being like the finals favorites before something, you know, really happens to change anything. I mean, they, they obviously signed Boogie and I'll have to look in to see if they retain his bird rights to where they can bring him back after, after this season. Cause that's an, also a thing. It's like the, if Kevin Durant leaves, you could just keep Boogie and run it back with those guys. I mean, that would be still <laughs> the healthy Boogie. That That's still probably the finals favorites. <laughs> well, even Man, without I I don't man, it would be it would be far fetched to say uh that that Demarcus Cousins will return to I don't know, man, I want Demarcus Cousins to fully recover, but yeah. a three a three hundred pound big man with the with an Achilles injury. Let's just <laughs> what, we're already on Kevin Durant, we're already on Demarcus Cousins, let's talk about it. Um yeah. KD signed that one and one, sixty mil to uh to stay. stay to stay with the Warriors. Demarcus Cousins, I'm I don't I don't know if I believe that he didn't get anything, like offered anything. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of come out after that, that the Lakers, they talked to the Lakers. He talked to the Celtics. I think, I think there may have been some verbal stuff, but I think the Warriors were the first team to put, to, excuse me, to slide a piece of paper across the table to him. I think that's what it was. I think they were, think they, were, more, they were more intent. They were like more like they were more intent on what they wanted. They, they didn't second guess anything. That's what, if, I, think if, that's if, 
All right. Well, so there's two things there. I mean, you're signed with the Warriors. They don't need you by any means. They don't need you. So I guess they're the most, they're the team with the most patience to kind of bring you back on your own time. If you're DeMarcus Cousins, do you sign because five million is all you get? Or you sign because you want to play with the Warriors for a year? I think it's a little bit of both, but I think it's more so because you want to play with the Warriors. I think it's you want to play, you want to compete for a championship, you want to rebuild your kind of brand and your you know max status within the league. You're, I mean, look, the dude was an was an all star last, like maybe a starter, all star starter last year, and you know was headed for an all NBA. I mean, he was one of the best. He was him and Anthony Davis were killing it. Like he was gonna be killing it like probably first or second team all NBA last year, you know, probably second team because yeah. AD ended up getting the center spot, but you know, they may end up splitting the votes, but he was headed towards that. He was headed towards a mega max contract. He would have got offered it from somebody or the Pelicans would have just kept him. And I think I heard that before the season was over, the Pelicans before the playoffs were mm-hmm. over, the Pelicans offered him, um, you know, somewhere around like two years and, and, and something in there, like 40 million. I don't, that's what I think the numbers were. And then they, yeah, that's, they, but they took it off. It was, yeah. They took it off before free agency started. Like they wanted him to sign it then uh, or guarantee it then. And you know, I, 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 it's been kind of back and forth. I think Boogie is at the point where he doesn't really care what people think because people are going to criticize him regardless. You know, he's a he does have an attitude issue on court. You know, people like to confuse that with and and, and label him as having off the court issues and. You know, from yeah, living in the I agree. Area, yeah, living living in the Sacramento area for a few months, and also knowing people that have lived there and been a Kings fans their whole life, the dude was immensely involved in the community. He's a great off the court player and character wise and everything. He's just got some on court, you know, attitude issues, but that comes with playing with a frustrating team in front office. But yeah. I think uh, I think it's a little bit overblown. I don't think, but he's also at that point. Like I said, he doesn't care. He's like, look, I'm going to take this money. I'm going to go try to win a championship. Then I'm going to come back next year and try to get a four-year max. That's what he's Think about do. it, though. It, this is, it's a win-win for him. Mm-hmm. You, you're getting money. You, but take, take the money out of it. It's, if you're betting on yourself, why not bet, your, bet on yourself with a team that has been the finals, you know, the last couple of years in a row? and they still are getting better and better each year. Or it seems like it. I mean, they kind of took a backseat last year. I say take a backseat. They swept the Cavs in the finals. But, but yeah, it did look like they, 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 were, little, they were, like, complacent a little bit. They were complacent. But, I mean, hey, I mean, if you, you're KD, you win a championship. I mean, hey, life's good. Yeah. But if you think about it, win-win, DeMarcus Cousins, bet on yourself. No one, no one in that media group out there – where in the Bay Area, where you guys are, is going to talk negatively about DeMarcus Cousins if he just, you know, yeah. kind of stays in his lane, you know, mm-hmm. patiently comes back and, and contributes. I mean, he can contribute. I mean, if you think about it, he's not going to give him more than like five, six shots a game, max, I would think, playing with all those guys. So, hey, dude, get, get your 10 points, come back, have a year. Win, he probably, win, he probably doesn't even play until after – the new year. He may not even play yeah, until after the all-star break or anything like that. I mean, that's going to be – the thing is, there's no rush for him to come back. And obviously – Absolutely not. They're going to be a top two team in the West without him. 
He's going to come back, be slide into a nice role. I mean, look, obviously they're not going to be able to seamlessly put him in a starting lineup or a major role. But he's going to play 20 minutes a game, and he'll score. He'll hit some. What he'll do is is he'll he'll be left wide open in the corner, and he'll hit wide open threes. People will think it's you know he, even though he's been doing that, they'll like look at him and say, oh, he's expanding his game. Look at this. He's a legitimate outside shooter. You know, he he has the probably the best offensive game for a center in the in the league anyway, like he'll restore the belief that he can come out there and do it. And as long as he comes out and doesn't look out of shape and doesn't look, you know, like obviously like he can't, you know, his, his like lateral quickness and stuff is gone. Like he'll be fine. He'll get his max contract. And I think that's, it's the right decision. I mean, he, he could have done the same with the Lakers. I just think it's a little bit, I think he would have done it. And that's the report is he would have signed there, but they, they drug their feet a little bit. It's like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, and jump in. I'm going to go ahead and think about it. Jump in with the Warriors. Think about it, and that's what I that's what I've been saying this whole time. Like why why not why not wait until after like February? Like come back in March, you'll be fully healthy at that point in my opinion. Um with the length of time that he he would have been out and rehabbing. If you come in and you and you're inserted in 15 20 minutes a game, think about DeMarcus Cousins coming off the bench in the playoffs, in the finals, like playing against, you know, the, the second team bigs, the second team power forward. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a win-win for everybody. You don't have to be in shape to go and, get, and, and play against no. Deontay Davis of the Memphis Grizzlies. You know what I mean? No, you're right. He's going to be able to feast and probably average upwards of like 12 to 15 points a game just by anchoring, you know, playing. The, the, look, the, Steve Kerr knows what he's doing with lineups. He had some issues last year, but they didn't have much depth. And they still do yeah. – they still have some depth issues on the wing. But like we said, they swept the Cavs in the finals. And, 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 and you know, they didn't have too much of trouble with anybody but Houston. So, look, they don't, they don't have yeah. many issues. They're, they drafted somebody on the wing. They'll develop some more guys. They'll probably sign a couple of – you know, they'll probably sign somebody like Joe Johnson or something. Or, you know, yeah. they'll do something and it'll be fine. So I think it's a it's a great situation for him. I'm 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 happy for him because I'm, you know, I, I I like Boogie. You know, regardless of the you know SEC tournament stuff at Kentucky that he screwed or screwed Mississippi State, you know it is what it is. But I like him as an NBA player. Yeah. Uh, enough about the Marcus Cousins. We're we, we we're going off on. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about PG for a second, man. So he he signed a four year max as well, to stay and play with the guy that everyone reportedly tries to get away from and Russell Westbrook. What was your initial thought? Well, I thought he was going to – I mean, I thought he was going to leave. I've just kind of had that in the back of my mind, like, this whole time that he was going to leave. Then the reports come out that he's kind of been sold on OKC and he's buddies with Westbrook. I think it became one of those situations where he was impressed with the amount of – time and effort that was put into keeping him there and he's an emotional person and that meant a lot to him and he wanted to stay with those guys I mean he likes playing with his regardless of the media's opinions on Westbrook guys probably like I mean, he may have liked playing with him maybe he doesn't want to be the number the main guy anyway so I think it's it, it sent some shockwaves through the league especially with him doing a long-term deal but I mean, honestly, props to the Thunder. I mean, they got a huge tax. I love it. They got a lot of they've got a lot of financial issues. But look, 
I'm not going to sit here and criticize a billionaire owner for wanting to pay a lot of money for a team. Like, dude, he can do whatever he wants. I don't care how much yeah. I don't care how much they have to pay to the NBA, whatever. Like, dude, if they if this is the team they want to put out there, you know, so be it. It's it was the, it was the Thunder's best option. They they couldn't have done anything else if he left. They were kind of screwed. They were all in. From their perspective, it's probably the best. If you're willing, if they're willing to pay the money, then just go ahead and do it. Rock I mean, out. I mean, the, my my initial thought, and if I'm being honest, my initial thought was shout out to small market NBA teams everywhere. You know what I mean? Like somebody of that caliber. You know, top five free agent this year, top two, three, however you want to rank the free agents wanting to go and stay in a small market NBA. Uh, in, a, in a small market NBA team, mm-hmm. I mean it's, it's shout out. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm more happy for Russ because everybody gives Russ the, like the cold shoulder, the bad end of the deal. But I think when it all came down to it, man, Paul George picked family over yeah. over a ring. You know what I mean? It's just like, hey, we might not win a championship, but let's hey, let's try. Let's do our best. Let's. I want to do it with you guys. I don't want to do it on LeBron's one-year deals and blah, 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 blah. Because he committed before LeBron did. Yeah, that was the thing. He may have known that LeBron was coming. I'm sure, I feel like he probably did or his agent knew. But you're right. He committed as soon as he could. And, you know, they had the party scheduled. Obviously, it was known several days beforehand. Um, I mean, like you said, props to the small market for being able to keep him. And, you know, I mean – like you said, Westbrook's kind of got – the media gives him a rough time. I mean, grant, I mean, granted, he's he welcomes it. And his performance on the court is not – you know, it is what it is. That's his – that's on him. But I think, uh, like you said, for a small market, I think what this does – I don't think it's going to drastically change the way people handle star players on the last year or two of their contract. Like, you know, with Kawhi is in a similar situation that George was and where they traded George in the final year – and he ended up staying anyway, even though the, everybody thought he was going to opt out and go to the Warriors. The same way with Kawhi, where it's like, well, if you trade for him now, he may leave. But maybe the Paul George news convinces you to take that shot and then sell him, sell a player on your, your culture and your fan base and everything. So I think that does bode well for teams like, you know, like Memphis, like Milwaukee. You know, Milwaukee may find themselves down the line with Giannis in a similar situation. He seems like he's fully happy playing there. But, you know, I mean, these stars in these small markets, if you can, if you can trade for them at a low, at their low, at a low point, like if, if, you know, if somebody like Atlanta can trade for somebody on the last year of their deal and sell them on Atlanta, that may improve the league as far as – incentivizing teams that in other in another situation would just continue to tank in going and acquiring a star. So I think that's good. Shout out, shout out all, all smart and NBA teams, especially the Grizzlies. They need some love. You know, you know, didn't, I know we, we were saying we, uh, we saw where CBS sports ranked the top 68 free agents and our loans, our loan signing of the NBA free agency was Omar Caspi not listed. So shout out. Yeah, shout out to the small market guys doing something with no cap space. Hey, Parsons' deal will be up in in, a, in about a year or so. So we'll about two years. So we we'll, maybe we'll still be somewhat good at that point. 
<laughs> we can we can only hope. Let's uh let's wrap it up with the Rockets, man. What do you think about yeah CP3 and him staying for the length of time that he did, and and how do you think or do you think that Clint Capella stays with the Rockets? I think uh, it was kind of a known that Chris Paul was going to stay. Uh, he wanted his max deal that he didn't get last year. You know, he's the president of the Players Association, so it wouldn't have looked good on him if he took a one plus one, uh, because the the whole reason that they did the max deal the way they did it was so that top players would take their full value and not do like short-term deals that, you know, kind of circumvent the rules or whatever. Um, I think that was, I, I think it's the best option. Houston had to do it. They weren't going to be able to get anybody else. You know, they're, they're going to be paying the tax as well. They couldn't have used cap space to get anybody else. You know, they obviously probably, I, I say would have beaten the Warriors in, in that series if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt. You know, it is what Completely it is. Completely agree. Right, it didn't happen, so it is what it is. But I think they have a good shot. I mean, look, they're going to be close to the conference finals, if not in it again next year with the squad. And I do think, you know, going into that, I think they ret- they have to retain Capella because they just, like I said with Paul, they don't really have any other options after him. They don't have – like they can't go out and sign somebody, so you have to retain your guy. They're just waiting to see either if he's going to get a big-time deal on the market, which is probably what he's looking for, and if not – He'll just go back and they'll agree on a probably four four year deal, four year max contract, or it'll be similar to what uh, Nikola Jokic got, the five year, hundred million dollar deal. I think it'll be something close to that. It may be a little bit less. It may be four years and then a little less money, um, but I think it's going to be similar to that. I mean, I think you know, I mean that they got to, they have to, because especially if some other team offers him somewhere in that in that in that, in that area, so. Maybe he gets yeah, something yeah. like uh, like Aaron Gordon got four and eighty two or something like that, or four and eighty eight. Yeah, four and eighty four. That's see, that's that's where I'm. I think that I would be with Clint Capella. Um, I think I think the uh, the Jokic um, contract is a little absurd, <laughs> um, but not for him, but for Clint Capella. Um, I think that what the Rockets are doing right now are just kind of testing uh, or waiting to see what the actual value of him would be before they kind of settle in on a finalized offer. Like if they'll match anything that he, that, that he gets, he's a restricted free agent. So if they, if he brings an offer sheet of, you know, obviously no one else can offer in five years, but like, let's just say four at a hundred million dollars are going to match it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and it, so, I, I expect think, it to be kind of finished up here in the next week, probably. probably. He, They're going to get I there. Think the last chance effort right now is he's trying to convince a team like Atlanta or uh, Chicago or somebody like that to put in a huge offer for him so that the Rockets have to match it. But, you know, if you're one of those teams like Atlanta, like, do you want to risk something crazy happening in Houston just saying, all right, well, you offered him, you know, way more than we want to pay him. So now you're stuck with him. You know, you do want to risk that. So I think he's going to end up just negotiating with the Rockets and, and you know, like Aaron Gordon did and just stay in there. Yeah. And I think that's going to, yeah, they're going to be a really good team. They're going to be, I mean, I'm telling you, even with this boogie signing, um, like you were saying, and I think that, uh, I think that the Rockets, the Rockets, if Chris Paul stays healthy, would have, would have beat the Warriors in in six games i think so i don't think it would even have gone to seven games right. so i think if you lim- i think if you limit his minutes to you know 30 33 minutes a game 
to where he can't overexert himself and say, hey, man, you're on a hard cap when it comes to minutes. I know that you want to get out there and play, you know, like, let's say, overtime games during, like, the, the middle of the season or whatever you want to call it. But, hey, you're, you're getting older. You're, what, 30 – how old is he? 33, 34? Uh, yeah, and yeah, he's 33, same age as LeBron, but there's just you can't you can't do that if you're you you're you've had a risk uh, or you have you've had a history of of hamstring injuries, like dude, just call it call it a day, you're good. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I think that's I think that's that, their best. Yeah, they they're gonna have to do something to keep him healthy because he's gonna be very very important. Um, you know, they lost Trevor Reza, which is no small huge. small deal. Um, they did have a couple of second round guys in the draft that can come in and play um, the wing and, and maybe hit some open shots. But obviously, Ariza is a seasoned you know guy who's won a title, so he's they're not going to be able to play up to his level. We'll see if it changes anything. We'll see if you know Eric Gordon continues to increase his load. Maybe they reintegrate Ryan Anderson back into because the Ryan Anderson contract is something that's an albatross for them as well. You know, he's got two years left on it. Either they look to shop it for a young player or something like that, or a pick. Or they don't try to re- maybe they try to say, look, we've got a guy who's got talent. Obviously, he was worth the money that we paid him at the time. You know, we wanted to retain him. He's an elite shooter. He's six, like six nine, six ten, so he's got size. Let's try to figure something out to where either he, you know, plays a bench role for us and can score twelve to fifteen points a game, or something. I think that's probably what you have to do if you're running it back with this squad and you still want to have a chance at winning the West next year. Uh, with the way teams have improved, I think you got to reintegrate somebody like that. You can't just let him be a net negative, like a negative, you know? Like, re- the guy's got talent. Just figure something out with him. You've got enough time. Like, just, just figure yeah. it out. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure that there are ways that they can, you know, utilize him, space the floor, run with the second team. I'm sure there is some way that you can get him yep. a, a solid 20, you know, 20, 25 minutes a game. I mean, that's not a lot of minutes. So no. if you think about it, like he's, he's still, he's still valuable. He can still hit that corner three. He's, he's not, I mean, lateral quickness. He's, <laughs> he's, uh, he's not the best. <laughs> he's not going to get you anywhere there. He's not the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he can, he can yeah. still spot up and shoot. Hey, I'm, I'm yeah. telling you, put me in a corner. I'm dead eye from three. Hey, I've seen it. I was, I've I, seen. I was talking about me, not Ryan Anderson for all the listeners out there. Dead eye. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> all right, before we before we wrap it up, dude, anything, any yeah. other, any other free agent news that caught your eye? Yeah, I'll do the there same. Was a, but yeah, go go going to you, man. There was a couple that uh, that I saw that stood out. Um, I don't really care about the DeAndre Jordan deal. It's one year. It's they're paying nah. a lot of money. I think it's just like I don't know. They have an infatuation with that guy. I don't think they're going to be much better than they were last year. Um, Aaron Gordon, we touched on him a little bit. I think that's good for the Magic. You know, they've got some guys there. They've got a slew of lottery picks that, you know, they've they've had over the years. You know, they brought in Bamba this year. I think that's a good deal um, to keep him. Like that. Yeah, for like, what, $21 million a year, basically? Um, yeah, something so, like that. Yeah, and he's a young guy. He's still 22 years old. That's crazy. Um, and then um, I, the one I wanted to talk to you, uh, Julius Randle. You know, the Lakers rena- renounced his rights when they signed LeBron. Um, they obviously made the decision that they didn't want to keep him. And I read reports that he wanted to do a little bit more of a long-term deal, and they were more interested in a one-year contract, which makes sense with them wanting to have cap space next year. So 
they couldn't come to an agreement. He went off, got two two years, eighteen million from the Pelicans, which is a great value in my opinion for those guys. They lose Boogie, but they get a guy oh, yeah. who can start alongside Anthony Davis, even or you know, depending on how they want to use that. He's 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 come into his own in the past few years, and he's re- he's actually a really good offensive player around the rim and can can defend the rim as well. See, so the the team I'm going to go with the team, not necessarily a specific player. The team that actually kind of surprised me this all season um, was the Nuggets. Man, uh, you know that they were they were going to. You know that they were going to uh, to give Jokic the uh, the max, and they got to solidify their guy for the future. But something, and it was kind of not off the radar, but it's you know not a top fifteen free agent. The signing of Will Barton, I think, kind of propels the Nuggets into a a solid playoff team because I think with the signing of Will Barton, you uh, you get some uh, I don't want to say veteran leadership or a veteran presence. But you get somebody that that'll come in, solid guy, get, definitely going to get his, and I think it solidifies your team a little bit. What do you think? No, I like it as well. I mean, he he, I mean, he's twenty seven years old, and a lot of teams. I mean, the Nuggets have a lot of youth. He is kind of a veteran there. You know, yeah, even back yeah. when he was with the Trailblazers, Damian Lillard sang his praises. He was really pissed off when uh, they got rid of him and didn't keep him. Um, you know, a couple years ago, and you know, he he bet on himself and he got the deal. You know, it's the Nuggets, they kind of were stuck in the cap situation as well. I, yeah. I, don't think it's a, I don't think it's necessarily too much of an overpay. I mean, if the cap goes up like it's supposed to, it could look like a really good deal. I mean, it's like, you know, yeah. like $11 million. No, not $11 million, uh, Around 12 to $15 million a year. So, I mean, I think it's a good deal. I mean, I, I, like, like, him. It. I like him. I like him. He, he played good for them. He was one of, the, one of their best players. So, keep guys like that. I mean, they're, they're looking at being a top eight seed this year. So, you know, I mean, don't, don't let a rookie or someone try to come in and, and fill that void. You know, if you, if you have the money and you believe in him, keep the guy. Yeah. Shout, shout, shout out to the Nuggets too, for offering to sit down with LeBron during, during that, that first fun. day of agency. Too. I would also, <laughs> you like know, to hey, shoot, <laughs> shoot, shoot your shot, right? Hey, I, yeah. I, we have no interest in, in, uh, not another interest, but we, we, we know we're not going to get you as a player on our team. But, hey, let's just let's just talk shop for, you know, an hour, hour and a half. What do you think? Let's just hang out. <laughs> Tell me what you think about the team. How would you defend yeah, this? Let's, <laughs> let's Le, 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 LeBron GM, tell me how you would guard this guy. Yeah, so, I mean, no. that, you're right. The shoot your shot, they've got, you know, a lot of people aren't a huge fan of the Jokic deal. You know, it is what it is. That's This is their squad they're running back with. They got Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, um, Paul Millsap. They've got a pretty good team. They've got a good team. Got a good I mean, team. I think they have a playoff team. So, if they can't yeah. play consistently throughout the season, unlike they did last year when they had a couple of bad streaks, I think they're a playoff team. You know, I think they could take a spot of somebody like, uh, um, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe they right. catch a New Orleans or maybe they – catch up maybe maybe the Portland doesn't have as good of a season as they had last year there's there's room there yeah there's uh there's not a lot of room but there there is some room so okay hot take before we get off the pod for tonight hot take do the Lakers make the playoffs next year go yes they they make the playoffs I don't think a LeBron I don't think a team with LeBron can is going to miss the playoff if he plays they're making the playoffs 
Like they have see, that you they're they're going to be no, good go enough. Ahead. They're going to I mean they were the 10 seed last year. Like they played well not the 10 seed. I think well I think they were like 10 or 11 in the West. Um I mean they weren't yeah. in the playoffs, but I think with Ingram and Kuzma and Ball and uh you know even those random role players they got KCP, you know, JaVale, all those guys. Like, look, I think they're better than Cleveland last year. I don't think they have 100%. a single player that is as good as Kevin Love is. But we saw that Kevin Love, you know, he was injured, and he also didn't really play up to – I mean, he made, he made the All-Star game, but he didn't really play up to his past performance. So I think you can swap out one star in Kevin Love for a better surrounding cast than you had with everybody else. So I think, uh, I think they're going to make – I mean, look, they're not going to be a top two or three seed, no. But I think they're probably no. top six, top seven. I think there's a there's yeah. a good chance it, they have home court. I'll, I'll throw that out there right now. That's that's huge six. take, huge take. Look, I mean, it was three through three through eight last year was so jumbled up. Like, I think they're going to be better than the Pelicans. Yeah. They'll be better than the Trailblazers. They'll be better than the Nuggets, just based off of experience okay. and having LeBron. They'll be better than those teams. So, and I'll, I don't know what's going on with the Timberwolves right now. They've got crazy stuff i mean they, they seem like they don't nobody likes each other there and, and everyone hates each other at the table well surpass them the thing is, is everybody thinks the west is going to be like murderer's row and it will be to a certain extent but there's a chance that some of these teams like portland and, and minnesota don't play as well as they did last year or have a huge issue or, yeah. or something like that so yeah i think the lakers are i'm uh i'm interested to see how lebron plays with with the three young guns in, in Ball, Kuzma, yeah. and Brandon Ingram. I think that uh, – I think it actually bodes well for LeBron um, having all of that youth. That, you know, they're going to be high. They're going to be, um, you know, getting up and down the court extremely, extremely at a high rate. Um, so, I think that uh, he, he's not going to have to do as much running and carrying of the load. Uh, as he normally would. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they make – I'll say this. If they make the playoffs, I don't see them getting out of the first round. Let's just say that. Oh, really? Yeah. It depends on the matchup there. If you're, if you're the seventh and eighth seed, you're playing the Rockets or the Warriors, you know, it's, it's not going to bode well for your team. But, <laughs> hey, I mean – That's why you got to try to get that four or five seed. I mean, hey, one can only hope. I think they're. I think this uh, this next year is going to be uh, growing pains like LeBron has never seen in his career to date. So we'll see. Hey man, it's uh, it's 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 always been good to uh, to jump on the pod with you, my man. Yeah, for sure. Hey, it's going to be. We'll we'll get some more stuff as free agency spreads out here. Um, we'll we'll get back on and uh, talk about some stuff. We'll see. Maybe maybe Memphis makes a move. Who knows. Jaron Jackson, hey. though, rookie of the year. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, maybe. You, you, you might have heard it here first. We don't know. We'll, we'll let <laughs> you know. As far as I know, I, at- I said it, so we're good. Um, <laughs> anyway, thanks for coming. I agree on. with it. Yeah. Yeah, hey, be, be looking for more content. we got a lot more stuff coming. Like J-Mac was saying, we're, uh, we're ramping some stuff back up. Yep. Yeah, man, sounds good. Thanks. Thanks for coming out, Blake. Right. Yeah. See ya.